Hello, and welcome to Fit, Fun, and Frazzled. I am Nikki Lanigan, and on today's episode, we have Laura Bender. I'm so excited. Laura is one of my friends and fellow yoga teachers. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you today? And this nice, hopefully, maybe the rain will go away eventually. I know. (laughs) It's been so miserable. It's actually kind of been kind of dreary and just kind of like a bummer the last couple days. You know, haven't seen the sun I know that's exact that's so funny you brought that up because this morning I woke up like pissed off like in the worst mood yeah, and I kind of feel like he's there yeah <laughs> yeah I've had After, like I've had a couple things kind of going on today this morning and I just kind of I'm in a grump kind of crabby I'm just I'm feeling yeah. kind of cranky and I'm like oh but anyway <laughs> Yeah, I know. I yeah. After I dropped the kids off, I like cranked music and worked out and did yoga. And I'm like, why am I sad and mad and angry? Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was like, way. oh, it's been raining for like four days and yeah, dreary. pretty much. Yeah. And then there's a full moon on Saturday. I know. So can't wait. Actually, I'm excited about that a little bit. I just want to see. It supposedly is something that's a um, phenomena in a way, I guess like a blue moon always happen, only happens so many years apart or something. I don't even know. Or, oh, really? and it has something to do with now we've actually had two in one month also is some kind of weird thing. And, um, yeah, I don't know. 2020. Yeah. 2020. <laughs> we welcome everything in, you know, we get the murder hornets, <laughs> we have the, the two yeah. full moons in a month, you know, COVID everything. So yeah, we're just getting right. hit with all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do you want to um, tell the, our listeners a little bit about yourself? Oh, yeah. Where do I start? <laughs> well, Laura and I met yeah. in yoga teacher training, so there's that. Okay, yeah. We can just I'll, – <laughs> I'll start at the beginning, you know. I just – I guess that's the okay. best place to start. Yeah. Right. I um, – yeah, I – I discovered, well, a few years ago, I was, I don't know what it, what brought me to that initially, but I think it was just literally a Groupon. I found a Groupon online that was for another studio. It was Krisha Energy Yoga in Westlake. And it was like a pack of classes for discounted price, whatever. And I never tried yoga before ever. And um, so I was just kind of like looking at their website and looking at the teachers, the classes that were available and trying to figure out when I could go. And I had like zero clue on anything. I even remember calling them and asking, Hey, what do I need to wear? What do I need to yeah. bring? <laughs> They're like, Oh, we have mats here, but you have to, you had to rent them or something. It's like, okay, I'll just bring it. You know, I'll buy a mat for like $15 at target or something. And, mm-hmm. and I think I bought clothing there too, just to kind of, um, because I, again, I did, had no idea what to expect. And I remember going to that first class and I think I chose it because the teacher in her bio mentioned something about running and I just started running again and kind of was starting to get into building up my um, endurance. And this was probably like at the, maybe like mid 2014 or something like that. So I was just kind of starting to get back into running like just a little bit. And I'm like, oh, great. It'll just help me, you know, have this grand idea that I, that's going to help me with everything and solve all my problems. Um, that first class wasn't necessarily the most memorable class. I, I really, mm-hmm. I don't remember who the teacher was. You know, she didn't make much of an impression on me. And I was kind of like, all right, well, that was only one class. I bought these other classes. I'm just going to try a different one. So I tried a different one. And actually, it was with the owner at the time. And it was much better. You know, it was, it was just one of those things. Maybe I just didn't jive with the instructor or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I started coming. I went I went ahead and started coming 
to class after class. And, you know, I was kind of an infrequent yogi. I didn't go all the time. It was just maybe like once a week or once every couple weeks or something like that. And, you know, cause buying those classes are expensive, you know, it's not, it wasn't cheap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're buying, you're right. thinking my, I remember my husband, like what, how much does it cost for like five classes? Like it's like $65 or something. I'm like, well, that's the price mm-hmm. of it. I can't control that, you know? So, and there weren't really tons of studios at the time that were in our area specifically. I think Three Sisters might have right. just opened also around the same time or was around the same time. And I think I had, was going to try them at some point, but then I, I just never had um, until later on. Um, so then, uh, you know, I went a few times and then we moved from, we were living in Ridgeville and we moved to uh, Olmsted Falls, which isn't like a far distance, but um, it was a lot further away to get to that studio than it was before. So uh, conveniently, um, a studio opened like literally about five minutes away from my house. And I started going there. Um, it really kind of took a while. They opened at the end of 2015, kind of around the same time that I actually moved, we moved here. And in the mm-hmm. beginning, at that point, I was <laughs> running a lot more. And in the beginning of 16, actually, I was starting to train for a half marathon and then later on a marathon. And um, yeah, so I started practicing a couple times a week. And um, it really turned into a great um, compliment to my running uh, that I was, especially when I started adding on the miles, you know, when you got to like, when you're training for a half, obviously, you know, too, you're, you're working up to like, you know, maybe seven, eight mile runs um, Mm -hmm. during, and then you're running anywhere between like 25 to 30 miles a week. And it could be a lot on your body. So I, it really helped me kind of learn a lot of part, things about my body too. Right. Um, so in that time frame, I started going to classes and actually our teacher, Carrie, that you had on a couple weeks ago was a teacher there. And I was like, wow, I really liked her style. I really liked what she's got mm-hmm. going on. And um, so like, I want to say this was probably in the midst of my marathon training, like maybe in the summer of 16, I, um, I received like an email from another studio that actually is now closed and they only did one teacher training. Um, but they, they sent me an email cause I must've gone there for something and they said they're doing a teacher training in October. And I was like, Oh wow, this will be coincide great with, you know, um, my, my tra- marathon will be over with, I could do this. And I'm thinking I could, t- I could totally do this. I could be a teacher. Yeah. And, um, my husband at the time it was kind of like, well, you know, cause I had just kind of abandoned this personal trainer uh, certification thing that kind of the year before, <laughs> like literally months before it just didn't work out. So I was like, well, that's not mm-hmm. going to work out for me. And, um, he's like, well, I want you to check with some people to see, you know, wh- what's this really about? You know, are you going to make money off of this? Are you going to what, what's your plan? I'm like, okay. So I, I literally contacted randomly some instructors that I kind of knew had known just that I had been to their classes before I connected with. And, um, they kind of told me that and how, where they took their training about like about the trainings they took and what they learned from that. You know, I had one teacher that really gave me a very good inclination of what it's like. And it was a very accurate description, but I still, it didn't deter me, you know, 
you know, we, right. yeah. we tend to go in thinking, oh, yeah, great. I'm, this is the most glamorous thing ever. Well, no, not so much. <laughs> um, well, I mean, no. it is. It's, you know, we're, a, we're, a, we're, no, we're providing I, service to somebody. And, right, you know, exactly. that, that we're not in it for exactly. the money. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you're not going to be pursuing this for the money. That's for sure. Um, yeah. So, and then in the meantime, then I had gone to Carrie's class and she's like, I'm starting a teacher training in the beginning of the year. And I'm like, okay, this is something that's kind of calling to me apparently because of, I'm getting like multiple signals from different areas of my life that are telling me to get, go to this. So I, I ended up contacting her directly and she met with me and answered like all my questions. I think I just had some, again, that was probably one of those questions. Like, you know, did they help you find a job? Was there a job placement? <laughs> and I'm like, she's like, no, they did nothing of that no. sort. And, but I, I still, again, it was something I think that I felt I could handle and that I could take on. And my goal, of course, like many instructors, they want to go full time, but what does that even entail? We don't know. Um, until later on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I uh, dove in and yeah, that's how I, you know, we, I, I started that training in 2017 with, that's where I met you and, um, definitely mm-hmm. was a wild ride because after that, after that marathon, I had realized I had a, um, a, a stress fracture in my leg. So I had taken running off for a couple, a few months and had just started to run again in January. And I was like, oh, great. I can run the um, 40th anniversary of the uh, Cleveland half marathon. That was like my, uh, that was going to be my goal. And Mm -hmm. then one more, the week that we were supposed to start training was like the first full week of January or something like that. It was a weird morning where it was like abnormally warm. But just warm, just cold enough, though, to create some ice on the ground. (laughs) And if you remember, I was the girl that came in with a walking cast on her foot. And um, everyone was kind of like, okay. (laughs) And from that point, though, I still was very determined to get this done. I was I, I remember, though, that first couple, the first moment that happened, I remember texting Carrie that night. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? But she's like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And everything totally worked out. I yeah. went through the training the first couple months. I had that boot on my foot and I still did it. And I just modified when I needed to do that and kind of just worked my way through it. And um, yeah, I, I I went ahead and experimented. Were you with me that one time we went to an Ashtanga class? I can't remember if you were there. Yes, yeah, I was. So we, we had gone yeah. to Prussia for that. There was like, we we're like, let's, a group of us were like, let's try this class. And and um, so we decided to, and actually the other Nikki was there too. So we had, um, mm-hmm. and it was like Evan and, you know, what's funny about that is I ended up meeting, a, there was a gentleman in that class that was the, what he was part of that teacher training that was taking those classes. And he actually just ended up um, building or opening a studio up in like um, West Park area or something on Lorraine. Yeah. Oh, really? So um, I think his name was Vernon. I want to say it's correct. Wait, did you meet him? I think so. Like, I think I, and I, I think, and then I think I ran into him. (laughs) Where was I? Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, he was doing all the stuff. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's got to be like in his fifties or almost like maybe mid fifties and he's just doing it. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's awesome. And I think I went to another workshop and he must've been there and we, we were kind of talking at that point. I'm like, I remember everything Mm -hmm. last. So I think that's how that all happened. But, um, but yeah, it was. 
that was, uh, yes. Yeah, so you know, I experimented with that just to kind of try different things. I actually went gone to, um, Satnam in Avon Lake too, and tried a Kundalini class. Um, Oh, I've never tried that. Um, what did you think? I, I don't, I'm not I, sure. Well, you know, I had yet. a friend that was like, oh, no, you're not going to like it. And there's a lot of chanting and things. And there is. There's yeah. like a lot of chanting and kind of singing uh, incorporated with that. And the movements are different. You know, you are doing some vinyasa a little bit or some hatha yoga, but you're not like, it's not a full flow class. Like you're not doing all that stuff. Yeah. And um, the actual class was kind of themed towards, um, a release of some kind. And it was like, I'm trying to think if it was a 90 minute class or something, but it was awesome. I was just like, the, the, the owner of that studio space, Cher Lucas is completely, she's like the sweetest person ever. She's so connected to that practice. And honestly, if you ever want to try it, you know, she is the, that's the place to go to try it at. Um, yeah, I, it was, it was actually, for me, it was an amazing experience. You know, they say when you kind of are, when things, um, kind of leave your body, when energies leave your body or something, you know, you kind of feel cold, like you're, you get the chills kind of, and, um, that's what happened. It was like a very cleansing practice. And I remember just leaving and I felt like, wow, that was, that was awesome. But yeah, I went yeah. to that whole training and just kind of tried a couple things. I also kind of ventured into, um, I had a friend that was like, well, this is the only time I can go to class on this day. So I'm like, all right, let's find a studio that's kind of between us. So we went to this place in Berea and they offer restorative classes. And I was kind of like, what is this? I have no idea what it is. Because, <laughs> you know, our classes right. were all hot classes, warm classes, you know, power classes. Yeah. And, you know, and I can't remember. I don't think I had tried the Kundalini yet. So it was just, this is completely like, what is this? And yeah, like we did our train for our test Group, yeah. your power right and we were like no yeah time we were just like, we're, just like not, we're not giving you any rest time <laughs> you're just gonna have to work through this entire thing without resting so sorry people um but yeah so this is kind of like the polar opposite but you know I think what attracted me to that practice was the fact that I just needed to heal and it wasn't just like a physical healing it was probably something a little deeper and, um, you know, I remember the teacher kind of telling me like, oh, you know, it's kind of like yin, but you're not, it's kind of not. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And I don't know what that was. That was something that kind of transformed me a little bit. I think, uh, I was like, whoa, this is, I think I need to do this. And, um, yeah. even for my final <laughs> little project that I put together, I kind of, had put together something for, uh, runners, you know, it was kind of like a, restorative poses you can do for runners um now at the time mm -hmm. you know it sounded it actually was kind of it was good but you know I think now with my experience it probably wasn't necessarily restorative it was just a lot of stretching but um but we're still learning <laughs> I mean you know when you come out of that 200 right. hour class um I mean there's so much more that beyond that that we, we just don't even know and, um, mm -hmm. it was kind of over the last, you know, almost four years now, it's been a huge discovery for me, just kind of finding new things and experiencing different yeah. things. And, but yeah, it, I think that's how we all like grow yes. and evolve. Like I used to be all power, mm -hmm. hot power, hot power. And now I'm like gravitating more towards yeah. being a little bit, trying mm -hmm. restorative 
well, we can't do yeah. hot really anymore with yeah. COVID. But I mean, I'm still, you know, not cool. Go. Yeah. And anymore. I think even seasonally, like we, we tend to gravitate towards different practices. Um, so maybe now, you know, it's getting, like we're saying, it's kind of cold and yucky outside. So we might just want to be cozied up in something and it just might be something that's only like, you know, like a restorative posture or something that's yin that's going to be releasing and um, kind of on a passive end of things versus something that's like, go, 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 go. And um, which feels good. But at the same time, you're just like, okay, right. I'm sweaty now and I'm cold. <laughs> so, so it's like, do I want to be yeah. that way or do I want to actually be just comfy, cozy and be with supported with props and blankets and things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, oh, yeah. So, oh, I'm sorry, what were you going to say? So, I think that's kind of where I, uh, yeah, so that, this is my initial yoga journey. And I don't know if you want me to go, do you want me to go further beyond that? Cause it just, it obviously goes on forever. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. It. Like, I wanted yeah. to touch on your um, yeah. meditation. You've done training in meditation. Yes. And okay. Well, let me, um, I know we talked to, yeah. So, I know modules. we talked about like yin and it actually kind of, so I'll talk about the Reiki first and then it kind of leads into the yin. So, um, so later in 2016, like I want to say a couple of months, like after our, you know, we graduated or whatever. So I have this friend who she's a medium psychic person <laughs> and she's a, she's a good friend of mine. And, um, we were just all like talking her and I were trying to plan this like workshop together and it's still ongoing. You know, I haven't talked to her in a few months, but I'm sure if I tried to ask her, I'm like, hey, do you want to collaborate on this? It would just last out for, it would draw out for months. <laughs> but anyway, she, um, she's like, you know, I see you doing body work. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? And she's like, well, I think you should um, redo Reiki. And I'm like, well, what, what's Reiki? <laughs> like I had no cons, no clue on what it yeah. was. And um, it, it took a little, you know, she literally told me, she's like, I'll send you to somebody that is amazing. And a little did I know she was actually in the same office building as she was. So it's they, and they've known each other, um, since like maybe like 10, a dozen years before where they worked together at one point. And, um, so Reiki, what that is, it's, it's a universal energy and we take that and we all have this energy within us. And what, what Reiki actually does is you go through this attunement process, which is kind of like ceremonial, and uh, the Reiki master will actually kind of open you up in a way so that your, your uh, crown chakra and your third eye are just kind of open and exposed for this energy to come pouring into those, those chakras, right? And then usually normally mm -hmm. if people know what, what, what it is, it's called the laying of hands. So we would place our hands either on a, on someone or maybe just hover them over the body. And the energy that we, we bring into the body with our spirit guides and whatever, it comes out of the palms of the hands. So that's why they call it the laying of hands. And, you know, we have this, <clears throat> and you know, there's different, obviously when you're first, attuned the the first level Reiki there's like different hand positions and things uh to kind of work with and it goes from there but um so I was like okay I'm gonna totally embrace this I um I I basically sent her an email I think you know I paid for the course that she was offering and it was uh basically like a 
she sent me some study, like little study guide of some kind. It was like, and I, and she had some books that were recommended and I was like, wow, these are, these are great. You know, it was like uh, Louise Hay, like heal your body. Um, there was another one about uh, finding the messages in water. And that one is the most mm-hmm. interesting to me because the, it was written by a scientist and he did studies with water droplets and freezing them all at a certain temperature and then providing a certain energy to them. And the energy could be anywhere between you're, you're yelling at it saying, uh, you fool or you idiot or something like that to something positive like I love you or something like that. And what they discovered when they looked at these crystals under the microscope after performing that energy, whatever it happened to be, the crystals that were all discombobulated were the ones that had the negative energy versus the ones that were beautiful crystals, all for all different shapes and like little, um, facets of like color and everything like that those were all with the positive energy so it was a kind of an experiment that they did and you can do this i mean really with anything if you kind of think about when you when someone's playing like heavy metal music or something and just the vibe the energy you Mm -hmm. get from that versus something that's maybe an uplifting pop tune or something like that. So the energy is going to be different in those kinds of environments. So they did the same kind of thing to plants and they had a, they had like a plant or something that they, they basically would say positive things to like, Oh, you're so beautiful. I love you and everything like that. And then they would have this other plant that would just could be neglected and maybe would say negative things to, and they, they notice a difference with the energy. So yeah, that, yeah, I know it's, it it's is crazy. insane. I, so, yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's all the woo woo stuff that people are just like, okay, whatever. And so, yeah, I got, I got into that and I, I started reading these books and I, when she, when I went to go meet with her, you know, I was like, I knew like, I was like, oh yeah, I read that in this book. I read this in, you know, there's a lot of really interesting studies that were done <clears throat> and I have to re- probably refer back to that slide presentation, but um, yeah, just really kind of cool culture. And then how it actually came from, it was a, it's a Japanese technique that was used. It's been used probably for about, you know, almost probably a hundred, hundred, over a hundred years and, um, how it came to the United States and how it's, how it's kind of made its way around, uh, all of us and kind of almost become mainstream. Like you look around Lakewood and it's like all over the yeah. place. Like everyone has a Reiki shop, Reiki mm-hmm. massage, whatever. And, um, so yeah, that, that journey was definitely an interesting one. I ended up, so ironically, I, when I took that, did that attunement with her, like two days later, I was supposed to run in a half marathon. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> my whole thing with my training the last couple years is I've always had stomach problems and, um, there's a, probably a reason behind that, which we can get to in a little bit later, but, um, I always had stomach issues regardless of what, what I ate in the morning, whatever I didn't eat, whatever. So I woke up a good, I woke up early that day and, I purposely gave myself Reiki. I put my hands on my stomach. I kind of set an intention for what I wanted the energy to do and to kind of keep me so yeah. that I wouldn't have those problems. And um, 
Yeah, it was. So here's the wild thing. I didn't. I literally, I probably went to the bathroom, like normal bathroom. I wasn't having like severe stomach issues or anything like that. When I finished yeah. the race, I was actually able to eat like a bunch of pizza and drink some beer. Like I didn't have the stomach upset that I normally had had if I hadn't done the Reiki on myself. So I was just kind of like, well, this is, this is a thing. That's so, um, from that point, she actually, my, my teacher actually had, um, was offering the the second Reiki level, like really within a month later. And within that month period of time, I'm like, you know, my, my friend that had referred me to her, she's like, you know, there's an opening in our office. Do you want to share this office space with me? And I'm like, yeah, that would be really cool. So I could get, have a, I would have a place to actually see other people and do Reiki sessions and have it be a quiet space that was kind of meant for that kind of practice. Cause everyone in that, everyone in that space mm -hmm. in, um, was either a massage. Um, we had a gentleman that did like sound therapy. Um, then there, there's my teacher that did Reiki and her, um, her roommate, I think, had some kind of aromatherapy training as well. So there was a, there was a combination. Then, of course, my friend, who's the she actually was a hypnotherapist, and she also did psychic work too. So yeah, there was a kind of combination of different modalities in this one space. And I, you know, I'm like, wow, awesome. So in that meet in that time time frame, I end up signing a, a six month lease, and I. Um, I started after I got that training, I, that second training, I went ahead and started practicing, you know, I had people come over there and I would just give them like an hour session, um, for a discounted rate. And, um, then that, what it ended up leading to the last part of it where, um, she's like, you're, you've been practicing now for like a couple months. I think you're ready for this. And just, you know, so she's like, I think you can take this master training. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm like, I just jumped right in there. And I, actually, I was in a room with about yeah. uh, maybe like about 10 other women and we were different, different, uh, different spaces. We all came from, there was somebody that was actually, I think was going to be a yoga teacher or something. There was a woman that worked in a, a nursing facility that uh, gave Reiki to people. And yeah, there was just a lot of different people from different places that were all just kind of working this towards the same goal here, which is to offer that healing. And um, yeah. yeah, afterwards we did this cool exercise too, where um, my teacher has this, this device in her office and it's kind of like a, I guess you could call it crystal and sound therapy of some kind. And what it does, and it, it it's, a, it's a computer application, and you she was playing it on a laptop, and there was these crystal rods that were plugged into the computer, and you hold them in your hand. It's like almost like a, it's like a conductor in a way. And you're holding them in your mm -hmm. hand. So what we did is we got in a big circle, and the person at one end held the one crystal, and then I would place my hand on top of her other opposite hand. And we just do the same thing all the way around the circle. And then the other person would have the other crystal in their hand. And we played this, this thing for like, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes. And, um, wow, it was just really incredible. Just the energy you got from that. It, it was a combination of the energy that we were getting from us, all the practitioners, 
But then it was also the energy yeah. from that comp- that program, whatever it was. And it really mm-hmm. actually brought some things out. I was, I, I think the sound made me think of, it, ha- it brought up a memory that I had of like my grandfather or something like that, where it kind of sounded like wind chimes. And I, uh, I went ahead and was like, a couple of days later, I was just really kind of, you know, I was working through things and eventually it kind of made its way out, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a really amazing experience, but it's kind of what led me then into again, because a lot of those, um, a lot of the things that have to do with Reiki, you know, with the chakras and energy blockages, yin, yes. Yeah. Yes. The so releasing and stuff. Yin has yeah. a lot to do with that and we're, has a very close integral part with that. So I felt like that was the next step. So in the beginning of 18, I, um, I think my, I think Carrie had recommended it was she knew, and I think she must've known the owner or something of the studio. There's a studio in Toledo called Toledo yoga. And this teacher that came in, she apparently, I think had grown up in the area. And then she kind of came back to visit that studio and also provide some training. So she had received her training from Bernie Clark, who's like the king of yin in my book. I see him as that. Mm-hmm. There's a couple other instructors, like Paul Grilly and stuff like that, that also have different different aspects of yin. And they also kind of do other things. But um, he's the guy that I refer to the most. And my practices are based around his because that's basically what I was taught. And, um, yeah, we spent, I spent about four days in Toledo with this, um, the whole, again, a whole group of ladies. And I, of course said, I'm like, yeah, I'm a Reiki master. And she's like, oh my God, that's so cool. And so a lot of like, a lot of that just tied in. And I felt like that was when I got back from that, I was like, wow, this is just awesome. I, I felt like this is, I'm finding my path, uh, along this this whole mm-hmm. journey of uh, yoga and, you know, where to take it from there. So, so yeah, that's kind of where that ends. And then, you know, in between there, obviously I, yeah. I ended up teaching. I, so I, I mentioned earlier, you know, transitioning. Oh yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I have a question about Reiki. Um, when you're teaching um, or not teaching, when you're mm-hmm. uh, doing it on someone, how do you protect yourself from not picking up their? That's a, that's a great question. Um, so, yeah, what they're going. So you know, releasing. What's the most important? The most important thing is well, before you even get started with that practice, you have to make sure you're really grounded. And um, so I actually go through just a quick thing myself. Like the people don't know I'm doing that. You know, I'll be st- I'll just kind of be standing there or something, mm-hmm. or even sitting there as long as I'm connected to the ground somehow. Like my feet are down on the ground. I just ask my spirit guides to just kind of uh, connect me, kind of bring me down. But then I also kind of tell them whatever I happen to come across, it's not it's not for me that they need to take it away. So even when I finish up, I kind of remind Mm -hmm. them of that. You know, I say, you know what, whatever is not mine, let it go. And it just takes it away. So yeah, that there's a couple aspects in there. The grounding is important. And then obviously just making sure you're communicating with who's working with you, like whoever, whatever spirits are working with you, because you know what you have, everyone has them around them, whether they believe it or not. You know, whatever is yeah. working along with you, they're gonna—they're there to help you too. 
So they're going to just be able to take that and take, mm-hmm. go leave it, leave with it basically. So yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Do you want, so I know, well, I know you, so I know you have yes. Yes. autoimmune disease. Um, and what have we, you could tell us about that, but, and then what you've yeah, been doing so, to help um, with that. Yeah. So I have Hashimoto's, which is a thyroid uh, disorder. And last year, I want to say like in the middle of summer, July, August, somewhere around there, like in 2019, um, I just started feeling like really crummy. Just, I was tired all the time. Um, I kind of just let my working out kind of fall to the wayside, but I I was kind of like, well, maybe it's just, you know, it's hot out or, you know, I couldn't really, I was having trouble running and I just really didn't feel very good. And, um, what ended up happening Mm was I, I went to, well, first I, I, again, ran another half marathon that was, um, that was, I was training for one <laughs> during that summer of 19. And, um, after I was done, I, I have never, I had, it's been a while since I felt that way where I just felt like completely like lost every bit of energy that I had. And, um, I'm like, dude, this isn't right. And so I went to my doctor, I happened to have a doctor's appointment that week. And I talked to my doctor and I said, you know, I, I'm just, you know, I tried to, I was trying to implement this plant-based diet and it was, I was doing that. Um, he's like, well, maybe it's just, you know, you have some deficiency or something. He's let's run some tests. So we ran a few tests and along with, you know, just a lot with a lot of those just to double check. And I'm of course at that age too, where, you know, women tend, tend to have these kinds of issues, hormone imbalances and such. So, um, you know, I was explaining him too. I'm like, I, periods all screwed up and my hair is thinning out, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going on. So, um, the test results were kind of like, well, first they told me I have Graves disease, which is kind of like a hyperactive thyroid. Um, but, um, Mm -hmm. but to determine that a hundred percent, I had to see an endocrinologist, which is someone actually that works on that specifically works with our endocrine glands and all the endocrine system of the body. So, um, I made an appointment with her. It was actually a woman and she just did a couple tests, just general tests. And, uh, she's like, well, looking at your blood results, it does appear that you're hyperactive. I'm like, well, what the hell does that mean? So, so what that means is your, your, your thyroid is just kind of overly stimulated. And, um, it's actually what causes people to lose more weight more quickly Although I wasn't seeing that. I'm like, when is, I go, who is this happening to? Um, and then again, it takes away energy. You're lethargic. You know, you're thinning of the hair. It can mess up your, um, your hormones. Everything's all messed up. So she asked me to get a couple tests done. I had to have an ultrasound done of my thyroid. So they just took, you know, the wand and they kind of have you laying in on, it's kind mm-hmm. of uncomfortable. Like you're actually <laughs> laying with your head tilted back. And, you know, they're just running the thyroid along the, running the ultrasound tool around the thigh, where your thyroid is. And then I also had, so that was one test. I also had to have like an MRI kind of test done. And what they do is they give you these radioactive tablets. (laughs) So I had to, I had to go in and just take (laughs) two pills. And apparently I was radioactive walking around 
And then I come back for this test. And I guess what happens mm -hmm. is, is during the, the scan of whatever they're doing, somehow the radioactive molecules will attach to your thyroid and tell them something. So I never saw the actual physical, what this looked like on like a, like a graph or anything, but, um, you know, so they, they check all that yeah. out, all that out. <laughs> so what they determined was they, I had nodules on my, um, on my thyroid. And that usually is a, an, a symptom, I guess you could call it of to Hashimoto's, which is what I actually have. Um, and Hashimoto's is usually kind mm -hmm. of associated with hypothyroid, which is the underproduction of your thyroid gland. But I was the opposite. So anyway, but you still have to be, you can't be like, what you're not, it's not good to be one or the other. You should be balanced in some way. So, um, mm -hmm. that end result was they had to make sure that, that, that nodule wasn't cancerous. Cause usually that's, sometimes that's actually, that happens. I don't know how it happens, but it just happens. Um, during along this time, I'm, I'm finding mm -hmm. out from my family members that like, I guess my aunt had some problems with this a couple years ago. So I'm like, really? I'm like, how come no one told me this? So it, it could be genetically related yeah. as well. I don't, I don't know that for sure. And they don't really know what triggers it, but something happens with that. And so I ended up having to have a biopsy done just to make sure that nothing was um, wrong with that. And that itself was kind of nerve wracking. I, I remember I was okay until I got sent back to like change my, you know, change my top into just like the gown or whatever. And I'm sitting there just waiting and mm -hmm. waiting and I'm like, okay, I'm getting kind of nervous here. <laughs> so then they call you back and, you know, they had this music playing in the, in the room. And I'm like, I asked the guy, I'm like, could I listen to my headphones and listen to some meditation? Because this is like, not going to help me be relaxed <laughs> like at all. And he's like, oh yeah, sure. No problem. Yeah, so I right. really found this meditation on insight timer that was like an hour and a half long. I just plugged it in, got myself, you know, prepared. And honestly, the prep takes longer than the procedure does the procedure probably only lasts about a minute <laughs> they, they literally are i mean they're sticking a needle in oh, your neck oh. but um and i can feel things but they numb the area yeah. and all that stuff but um but yeah so i was fine and i started after they she was able to kind of look at those things and make a determination okay we need to put you on medication um, it's always not the best. You're just kind of like, great. Now I'm, I'm on another pill. <laughs> um, but really, I mean, that's, it's probably yeah. the best way to get you to that point. Um, also too, I, I made some changes right. to my diet. I was, that was a big thing. Um, I kind of was like, you know, I cut out gluten and, um, I, I was already dairy free. So I, I had pretty much had already removed that from my diet. Uh, gluten was a hard one. Um, and then the, then, the, cause it's in everything you can't even eat it. Yeah. You can't eat anything. <laughs> and then, um, and then the other yeah. thing was soy, which I actually really liked soy. And like soy is another thing that's in like a bunch of stuff. And you're just kind of like, gosh, I'm uh -huh. like, seriously. It is. So, um, yeah. So my doctor actually told me to cut the soy out. So, you know, more tofu, whatever. And I had to kind of read labels a little more carefully of what I was actually eating and, um, so that gears you towards, that pushes you a little bit again, towards more plant-based, but then of course, certain plants you have to kind of be careful of, cause there might be some, there might be sensitivities to 
certain things. And I realized that also just during this whole thing where I had sensitivities to eggs, which I ate a lot of and um, tomatoes and certain like, they call them nightshade vegetables, which, yeah. So mm-hmm. I was just going to say, yeah, they, a lot of those things <laughs> I ate in abundance before and didn't really think about how I felt after I ate them. But, you know, now that I had this awareness of something, you know, being different in my body, I had to make those adjustments and remove them. Um, or, you know, if I didn't remove them, I mean, I'm sure it would be okay, but I just wouldn't feel very well. Um, I started drinking um, bone broth because yeah. I, I feel like a lot of this stems from our gut health. And I'm sure that, again, going back to my initial issue, what I mentioned, my stomach was always a mess. You know, when I was running, I'm sure yeah. I had my gut was probably just mm-hmm. in pieces <laughs> floating around like in my body because of, you know, I just might have had, you know, been eating the gluten stuff. And um, so I, I yeah. think when I cut that out, I kind of added the bone broth in to kind of offer minerals. And um, I started, I switched probiotics to kind of get back those healthy bacterias in my stomach. Yeah. That's so crazy. Um, to this week in my um, yeah holistic uh, nutrition mm-hmm. health coaching mm-hmm. school, we're talking about gut health and probiotics and how so many more people yes. have um, IBS, oh my colitis, and everything now because yeah. of our gut health exactly. and our stress and so, yeah, the I way we're that, eating and that, stuff. A lot of yeah. that really changed. And I think um, – so, yeah, I had to really kind of modify my diet <clears> – <throat> And I'm still even kind of playing around. It's like an ever, never ending saga in a way. Like I even just, I have to get my blood tested every three months and um, check my levels to see where they are. We've had to make adjustments on the, how much I'm taking of the pill. And, you know, that's just going to be an ongoing thing until it gets to a a stable level where it's going to stay that way. And then hopefully at that point it goes into remission and I don't have to worry about it for a little while. But, you know, you know, it's just, it all depends on what I'm ingesting and what I'm not ingesting and, and how I take care of myself just overall. And, uh, yeah, so that's been super important the last several months, just kind of listening to my body and seeing what exercise even works for me, what kind of yoga feels good. Um, I have been actually taking myself back towards that yin and restorative. I feel like those are better practices for my body. And even though I still practice vinyasa occasionally, and I, I still teach that, but it's not, it's not my favorite thing. I, I prefer I prefer those other 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 styles yeah. of yoga instead. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Um, speaking of teaching, so yeah. we just had you know we were shut down for a few months mm-hmm. and things are starting to open back up. But um, yeah. Well, we were talking yeah. about this earlier, just you and I, before we started recording, but you pivoted and shifted, <laughs> it seemed to me, effortlessly teaching online, um, you know, doing your website and your all your online offerings. Um, just really cool. Like, mm-hmm. I'll put some of the, mm-hmm. I'll put this, I'll put all of them awesome. in the notes, like your website and your um, yeah. online offerings. I'm looking right now like laura offers um mm-hmm. a streaming subscription um program with yeah um, 
yeah, all so of that. What, Do you want to yeah, talk about that? Was, um, the yeah, those that. first couple of weeks when we had to kind of stay at home, I, you know, I honestly, this was like kind of like what broke me a little bit. I ended up, I was kind of depressed those first couple of weeks. You know, it was really hard to yeah. kind of get myself motivated <laughs> or get myself out of bed. And um, I actually discovered an online teacher training, which seemed to have um, positive results with it. And I, during that, during COVID, during the first, uh, really the, the meat of it, I ended up taking a teacher training, upgraded my, um, credentials to like a 500 hour teacher. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I took that and with that program, there was actually a big section about the business of yoga and we had had a little bit taste of it in our our initial teacher training, but not like a lot. You know, it's always and even the mm-hmm. one that that's currently offered where I work now, it's not a ton. It's just really a small segment of that. And but now it's it's delving yeah. into so many different areas because a lot of these studios either are open with minimal stuff or with minimal classes, minimal teachers or or they haven't opened at all. And there's actually a couple, there's one studio that I was working at that actually mm-hmm. has not opened yet. And I'm not sure if they'll ever open again. Um, yeah. And it's kind of sad, but um, this is what, this is what COVID kind of brought on, you know, it brought on a lot of this kind of stuff. So we've had right. to kind of shift. And I think that that teacher training and understanding different, there's now so many different areas of business that you can go into uh, with your yoga practice and teaching. Um, you could do the influencer route. You could do these brick and mortar, you know, have that studio space. And then you can also offer be an online teacher, which is now the thing. And now with even Yoga Alliance extending yeah. their um, online learning and everything, through the end of 2021 i mean it's gonna offer who knows where this is gonna go i mean i think this is definitely something that's here to stay and having these offerings available you know online yeah. you know everyone usually most 99 I, I i don't know the number <laughs> well we won't use the number but there's a lot of people out there that have the internet yeah. or have access to the internet Mm-hmm. And like so good, like stay at home moms that their kids right now, if they're not yeah, in school, and yeah. even if they are in school. And, and I, um, you yeah, know, so like... I decided I'm like, you know, I'm going to just retool this a little bit. I had already kind of had my own business going on and I thought it would be a great opportunity to kind of visit that and just, just figure out something of kind of create my own content in that way. So I, I came up with like an idea, like a business plan to just do like a really simple subscription-based platform where I, I teach a few times a week and I teach the classes live. Um, they aren't recorded or anything, but um, they are on, I record, I do the, the live stream on YouTube. So only people that have the link to it can actually access it. Um, but the the people that have mm-hmm. subscribed, they get to have access through those classes. There's four classes usually about a, every week. They have access to those classes throughout the entire week so they can watch them live with me. They can participate live or they can just watch them later whenever they have time. Um, there's also a couple different, there's one other membership that a tier that I put in there where I um, basically they get access to all of them. I've been doing this since the beginning of July. Um, so I have all of the classes that were ever done since that point. Plus I threw in a bunch of extra ones that I had done during my teacher training that were kind of specialty classes 
um, some chair, there's a chair yoga. There was especially Uh ones with um, a trauma informed class. uh, One that was kind of like for uh, deep healing, like a gentle and restorative with um, some yoga nidra in it. You know, just kind of different things that, you know, might serve other certain populations to kind of have a whole huge offering of a variety of stuff. You know, I'm only one person, so I can can only teach so many times a week. But um, so I have all those offerings, you know, and I kind of I kept it very minimal because at the price range, because I was kind of like, no, I know like a lot of people out there there, they might not have jobs and maybe they're struggling and having it have having it either be free or just at a really low price might just be what they need right now. And um, so, yeah, I did that. And yeah. I'd actually just kind of branched out a little bit just recently um, since I haven't really been able to do Reiki, obviously, in person either. I was like, you know, I can do this online, too. I, I'm like, I have the ability to do this. So I do offer sessions for that um, via mm-hmm. Zoom. Um, that would just be a private <laughs> thing between a, me and another person. Um, I'm also kind of working. Um, I actually just added this recently also, and you kind of mentioned it earlier with the meditation. Um, so I did just go through a, just a, a short course on mindfulness meditation. Um, and I'm offering that as a, just another offering. If you just don't want, if maybe you're not into yoga, maybe you're just kind of looking for to kind of, find that gateway to get into meditation, how to do, I'll offer some classes um, just to work mm-hmm. with me one-on-one to do that. Um, just to kind of start your own practice, you know, and it might just be a couple sessions or it just might be one, you know, whatever it takes or whatever you, the, the clients need, you know, I'm here to offer that. So um, yeah. And then there's a cool couple other things that I'm, I'm kind of working on too. Like, um, I'm actually in the process of working through a mindfulness coaching certification, which kind of, again, combines. Yeah. So it combines that element of the mindfulness meditation, you know, kind of bringing, um, you know, mindfulness is, uh, Mm -hmm. can you hear me? Okay. I cut out, I cut out a little bit there. Um, so mindfulness is just the observation (laughs) of, of any judgments that we might have just evaluating our, um, and the coaching kind of comes in where we're evaluating our deepest desires, identifying any issues that we may have, setting goals to kind of help us work through those those things as they arise. Um, we're educating our clients on and just trying to normalize and enlighten and reframing our perceptions. That and I cannot, I'm you know I can't say enough that this how much this has helped me personally on a personal level. Just kind of coming to. Um, a path mm-hmm. recently where I, I just had this like, oh my gosh, I can't like an aha moment. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I've been thinking this way the whole entire time. Um, and just working through this program myself and then now starting to um, just go through the study, pro- through the actual program just to be able to offer it to other people, you know, it'll just be awesome. I, I think that it'll definitely help some people kind of get through their funks. <laughs> They're, um, that they, they might be in or something yeah. that they're going through. Um, and then lastly, I, um, I was like, I don't know why I, I kind of just like gravitated towards this because I was trying to look at, think of other things that, especially during COVID that could be helpful for our, our healing therapeutically. And I have a friend who actually is a level one aromatherapist. And I was like, you know, I looked into the program that she had taken. I was like, you know, this would be a great thing, again, to add 
as part of my offerings. So I'm actually in the process of aromatherapy level one certification. Mm -hmm. And the idea is I want to create specialty blends, like maybe for yoga classes or meditation and possibly oh, cool. therapy. Yeah. You know, apply, you know, it's creating blends in like lotions or um, ointments or something that solves, you know, think, anything that you can possibly think of hey, inhalants. Um, just kind of adding that. Again, right. Just all, to, all this kind of, <clears throat> you know, comes together in one little solid package, one little package, I feel. So, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's all, mm -hmm. like, all the stuff that I currently have going on or I'm offering and. Yes, of course. And you were on it a you couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I have a podcast <laughs> yeah. too. And um, I'm kind of, I've actually all booked up for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, I know. I, I planned it out pretty quick. Oh my gosh. Wow. You know, you're doing it weekly. I'm just kind of doing it a couple times a month. So um, I went a little somewhat spaced out. Mm -hmm. So now I think I have them every other week, I think until the end of, end of December. But um yeah. But yeah, I have my own podcast, Ben, So You Won't Break. And um, I've just kind of had some really awesome conversations. I had an office conversation with you about wellness and yoga. And I've had a couple of different guests, different varying things. Uh, empath. I had someone that was a meditation teacher, a friend that's kind of into uh, yoga and just kind of like eating mindfully. And uh, yeah, so there's been a lot of cool stuff and actually I'm recording mm -hmm. one on Friday. Um, and I won't give any details about that yet, but it should be another great, great episode, I think. And just as this is, this is a great, I think having a podcast yeah. is such a great platform and I think you're doing an awesome yeah, job. So thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. So are you. Yeah. Um, do you want to tell the listeners? I'll put this in the notes oh, too, but where to find you on yeah, Instagram yeah. So and Facebook, and then I'll put Instagram your website on there is, as well. Um, I'll see Instagram.com slash LCA11975. I, d I didn't change it because I, I think I was so involved with, um, I had so much content on there. I didn't want to like, I shifted it to a business account, but it's my, it was my personal account initially. So I just like, left it there. Mm -hmm. But you can find me there yeah. on Instagram. I, I pretty much post something every single day and um, about whatever's going on. Um, you can also subscribe to my newsletter there. There's pretty much everything there. Um, my Facebook page, um, is mm -hmm. a, it actually is Laura Bender Yoga LLC. Um, and again, that's a lot of it's kind of repeated on from my Instagram. I think it just posts to that automatically. Um, and then of course my website, which is lbyogi.net. And, um, yeah, there you can find all the information on the offerings I have and the subscription classes and, uh, yeah, pretty much my blogs on there info on all the podcast episodes are on there. It's all on there. <laughs> it's all there. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you so yeah, much for taking absolutely. Uh, the time out of your day yeah, to talk nice, with us. Nice. Thank you again nice for so much for asking me to be on. It was uh, definitely something I was looking forward to. So, yeah, thank you so much again. All right. Thank you. I hope everyone has a good